Hello, and welcome to the CEO Blind Spot Show, where leaders reveal their blind spots and best practices. I'm your host, Birgit Camps, and today's guest is Sukaishi David, founder of Perfect Pitch and previous president of the Art of Living Foundation until he co-founded his current nonprofit company called Ojaya. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Birgit. It's great to be here. Yeah, well, I'm so grateful that my daughter Beatrice told me about you. And besides that, she's convinced you can help a lot of leaders right now who are feeling stressed out and burned out. So I'm really glad you're here. I know you've been a successful leader, both in for-profit and nonprofit companies, and you even had a number one best-selling training course with her perfect pitch for over 30 years. So I, I'm just wondering, some even would say it's harder to lead people when it's a nonprofit organization, but tell me a little bit about why do you think you've succeeded so well as a leader? Well, I think that the essence of being a leader is who you are deep inside. You have to have a cool head and a warm heart. See, the thing is, there's so many things that leaders do in order to become a better leader. Like you could listen to Tony Robbins and he will excite you. He will inspire you. He will give you ideas on how to be organized. Now, this is all great. You can read books. You can go to seminars. You can learn how to deal with people. You can learn how to be a boss. But the real question is, who are you deep inside? What is your energy deep inside? That to us is what a true leader is. If you have a certain consciousness, then you're a natural leader. Mm -hmm. All these other things are kind of icing on the cake. And what we teach here is Ojaya Deep Meditation. And we go by what the masters, the meditation masters would say about how to be successful in life. And mm -hmm. their whole thing is, what is your energy? What is your state of consciousness, your personal power. Now, Birgit, have you ever heard of the term Kaizen? Yes, but maybe yes. you want to elaborate on, on for any listeners who don't know. Yeah, that. Kaizen, it's a Japanese word. It means continuous improvement. And this is something that Toyota made very famous many, many years ago because they incorporated it into their corporation and they were very successful at it. It means that at all levels of the company, everybody participates to continually improve the company and everybody's involved, even the, you know, coffee getter, whatever. It doesn't matter. Everybody can input and say how to make this company better. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing is what we teach is what is the Kaizen, the continual improvement of who you are. The main teaching of these meditation masters is that everything in your entire life is dependent totally on your state of consciousness. Just imagine, Birgit, have you ever had a time where you just had a problem and you were up late at night and you just didn't know what to do about this situation. You're getting really tired and it was really bothering you and it was stressing you out. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had that like late at night? Oh, absolutely. I think this is part of the course. But then have you ever had it happen that you gave up, you went to bed and in the morning, the sun is shining and the birds are chirping and you feel fresh. And all of a sudden you look at that exact same problem and you say, wait, a second. This isn't as big of a deal as I thought. And, and somehow an epiphany happens and you realize the simplicity of the situation. Have you ever had that happen? Thankfully, yes. And are you also pointing to what Einstein said, which is you can't solve a problem in the same level of thinking? Exactly. That is exactly it. You have to transcend the problem. And really what we're saying here is, look, the problem is the same. It hasn't changed from the night before till the morning. Exact same problem. But what has changed? 
changed. Your consciousness has changed. It's gone from stressed, anxious, depressed, worried, dark, gloomy, fatigued, to clear, calm, refreshed, energized. In that state of consciousness, you see the world completely differently. You see your company differently. You see your ideas differently. As a matter of fact, if you have ideas in a dark, stressed state of consciousness, they may carry that energy of stress into the idea itself. And this is what the masters were saying that the most important thing in life is to meditate deeply, wake up these levels of consciousness deep within you that are sleeping. And that changes everything in your life. Your whole energy changes. You attract things that you would never have attracted before. And as far as being a leader, it makes you strong. It makes you clear. It makes you a model that people can respect and value you as a leader. So this is what is Kaizen, continual improvement. And Ojaya itself means strength. It means energy. It means victory. So Ojaya deep meditation is to get deep, continual improvement, Kaizen, but on a personal level of your own consciousness. It's important to continually improve yourself as a leader. So you succeeded in for-profit, you succeeded in nonprofits. Well, then I have to ask, were you born a natural leader or did you also have to develop yourself and continually improve your leadership? I think it was both. I never accepted anything just because it was told to me. I was constantly challenging my teachers. I had a math teacher one time that said something that I didn't agree with and and I wrote into the company and I said, this thing is wrong in your book. That it, It's not a correct answer. And my math teacher didn't agree with me, but they wrote me back and said, you're right. We're going to correct it in all the books. <laughs> I evaluated things on my own. In, in other words, I think there is such a thing as a natural leader. But if you wake up these levels of consciousness that can turn somebody who's not a leader into a leader because it makes them strong, it gets them out of their shell. That's mm -hmm. really what's important. Yeah, And we are out to educate the public because there is a lot of stuff out there in the name of meditation, which is not meditation at all. It's commercialized. People are making a lot of money off of it, etc. And let me just give you an example. These days, mindfulness is very, very popular. Now, mindfulness is good. Mindfulness is all about being alert and aware of what is happening all around you. But what is being taught today in the name of mindfulness is absolutely shocking to me. I'll give you an example. A lot of mindfulness teachers will tell you in order to relieve your anxiety, you should just say these words to yourself. May my mind be at peace. May my mind be at peace. May my mind be at peace. There's many people, master mindfulness teachers that are teaching this. In other words, they want you to repeat these words, may my mind be at peace, as if it's a mantra. You're just going to say it over and over again. Now, I want to tell you, this is not a mind mindfulness technique at all. No one in history, no meditation master would have ever considered that a mindfulness technique. That's just a distraction. If you have anxiety and you just keep saying to yourself, oh, may my mind be at peace, that may distract you from your anxiety, but it doesn't get to the deep levels of your consciousness to dissolve and wash away that anxiety. So if you want the fruits of serenity and clarity and depth and waking up deeper talents, that is the domain of meditation. 
therapist. So if you're a leader wanting to take it to the next level, which one would you recommend? Meditation. Because if you do meditation, you're naturally mindful. Let me explain this. There are people like Eckhart Tolle that are very famous because they were promoted by Oprah. And what he's teaching is that you have to be in the present moment. You have to be mindful of the present moment. Now, it's a specious argument. Specious means that it sounds correct, but it's not. Let me explain why. Let's just say you're walking along the beach and you've got all this anxiety and worry and it's in your head and it's churning in your head. So you're not aware of the blue of the ocean. You're not enjoying the warm breeze. You're not enjoying the feel of the sand on your feet. You're worried about the past and worried about the future. So what Eckhart Tolle and all these mindfulness teachers are telling you is you're not in the present moment. So what you need to do is you need to be aware of the blue of the ocean and the warm breeze. That's the present moment. Bring your attention to the present moment. Actually, this is false for two reasons. Number one, you are always in the present moment. Even the anxiety and worries and everything that is happening in your mind, that is also part of the present moment. That is the present moment. What is happening is you're distracted from being present to what is in front of you. There's a difference between the present moment, you're always in the present moment, and being present to what is in front of you, which in this case is the beach. So if you're not present to what is in front of you, it means you're distracted by these anxieties and these worries and everything. Okay, so if you do what they say, what Eckhart Tolle says, just bring your attention to the what he calls the present moment, which is the blue of the ocean, the beach. Okay, you might feel better right away because you've distracted yourself from the anxieties and worries. This does nothing to dissolve the anxieties and worries. And what happens is they will come back later to haunt you because they're not digested. They're in the mind. These are stresses at the deep level of consciousness. So now if we meditate and we go deep to the root of these stresses and we dissolve them, they're gone. Now we're walking on the beach and there is no turmoil in the mind to distract us from being present. There's no anxieties, there's no worries. And now you're naturally effortlessly aware of the blue of the ocean, the warmth of the air, and the feel of the sand. That's what we call natural mindfulness. And you didn't have to practice mindfulness to become mindful. You just had to get rid of the cause of not being mindful. Well, I'm hearing how natural it has been for you to lead. So what have you struggled with the most in terms of leading, whether it's volunteers or your employees? Well, I would say that my biggest blind spot has been being too lenient. Like I've had employees where literally they would make the same mistake that deserved to be fired like 24 times. And (laughs) I would just let them continue. I would give them another talk and, you know, really plead with them. Them. And so I learned you've got to be firm and you've got to be real. You can't you can't be tolerant in a corporate environment about misconduct or inefficiency. So when you say be be real, what do you mean by that? Well, you can't you can't think that someone is going to be capable of changing if you've given them enough times to change. Okay. You have to be realistic. Yeah. 
So there's a lot of leaders right now are stressed out, burned out, and seems to be like we have one crisis after the other. How, what tip do you have on how either you made it or others could make it through crisis? Well, deep meditation is the key to solve that because it's just like, you know, we had this hurricane just, just recently here and business can be like a hurricane and it's all this stuff is happening around and going wild, but you've got to take a few moments to get in the eye of that hurricane. This is deep meditation where everything is still, everything is calm and you can just refresh yourself in that space and then go out again into that hurricane and you'll find you'll be able to tackle anything in there. And I don't have to do that for 10 hours a day? No, no. Th this, this is an armor technique. It's, it's completely different than other kinds of meditation. We can, in just 20 minutes, you can get a refreshed state of mind and come right out with a lot of energy. And it's just unbelievable. And I've been using it for decades. Wow. So if people want to find out more about some of these techniques that you're talking about, they can go to ojaya.com. I'll put it in the description as well. But I really appreciate your willingness to come on the show and help other leaders navigate through these times where I would say most of them are stressed out and or burned out. I have a thousand things on my plate and all I do every day is I just take what I can do in that day and none of the other things are even in my mind while I'm doing the things I'm doing. And so th there's no stress. Fantastic. Well, I really I can see how you have made it through several hurricanes, if you will, and how you're helping other leaders do the same. So thank you again for sharing your wisdom on the show. Well, it's a pleasure, Birgit. Take care.